It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Oh, yeah, we're hitting back. The painkiller. CJ, the painkiller. Kevin, Kevin Jackson. Jackson. But we need to start acting like a big boy football. It's time for the jet tax to die. You're listening to Weapons Hot on Sports War Radio and the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Darnold fires one into the end zone. It is caught. That's a jet touchdown. And now here is your host, CJ the Painkiller, DeSimone, and Kevin Jackson. What's going on, Jets Nation? Welcome to another edition of Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I am your host, CJ the Painkiller, DeSimone. And now it's time to introduce you to my squadron. Starting with... Now, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the master of disaster, Mr. Kevin Jackson! Jax, what's good? Today's a great day. Uh, special in the spotlight tonight, CJ Simone rocks. Because uh, if you've ever had a weapons hot intro... Yeah, you definitely feel the love. Um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, another episode of Weapons Hot, ready to go. Um, this is one of my favorite pastimes when it comes to my favorite team. Um, two of my brothers here, uh, CJ, and uh, we'll get ready to introduce another one of my favorite guys. Um, look, we've got a few things to discuss. Um, I know that we've got some questions in regards to roster spots and who it is that we feel is going to make it or who it is that we feel should or should not. And it's really exciting because at this point in time, normally we're, you know, we're looking at, you know, barely having, you know, any meat on the bones at all. But uh, we've actually got some uh, got some pretty interesting um, position groups uh, that I think we'll, we'll, we'll get to a little later on. Tonight. So welcome aboard, guys, girls. Uh, holler at us in the chat. Let's let's talk it up tonight. I'm really excited. Let's go. All right. And now it's time for the next member of our squadron. Ladies and gentlemen. Put your hands together for Jimmy, the Reaper, Jardine! all we are is entertainment, caught up in our own derangement. Tell us what to say and what to do. Reaper, what's good, brother man? I am having a fantastic day, guys. I am so excited to be back with you and talk some Jets football. These weeks just start dragging longer and longer, especially on the weeks where we do After Dark. Hey, tonight's tonight, baby. Tonight's tonight, baby. Yeah, exactly. Tonight, I cannot wait for freaking After Dark. It is going to be a lot of fun because we got some things that we, we're, we're going to talk about. Uh, definitely, of course, you know, the um, having the the opportunity to give our uncensored takes. No offense to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We love being here. We love doing what we do. But the, we can we can do certain things with After Dark that we cannot do here. Um, again, out of respect for the network, we also try to make sure that we curb it, you know, uh, again, out of respect for the network. So, you know, where... Uh, uh, weapons hot after dark, we can kind of like really let loose and really say some things that some people may or may not get offended by. And uh, you know what? The way that we all feel, 
Um, we just kind of give our uh, give our takes, give our thoughts. Um, and there are some people that like it, and there are some people that don't like it. And you know what? Uh, again, and you know, I I I hate to do this. I, I really do. But I think it's going to be like, you know, the, the uh, I, I just feel like I have to do like some sort of a disclaimer. And it just, after a while, it just gets ridiculous. The opinions and views based on this show in regards to the New York Jets is from all of us. It's, from, it's our views, our opinions, based on what we have read, other shows that we have listened to, other information that we have consumed... We put it all together, we mosh it up, we make our own educated guess, and that's how we give you our opinions. Anybody who thinks that we just come up here and just pull things out of our ass just to say them for shock factor, you're an idiot. <laughs> okay? I'm just going to start that off by saying that. Okay. My comment, my comment over a year ago when I said Jamal Adams was easily replaceable was well thought out and and well researched, not for shock value. It That's came it. off as shock value. I'll give you that. And, and <laughs> ended up being relatively true. I'm gonna give you props on that because I was, I'll just be honest with you. I looked at it that way and I tried to see it from your perspective. At the time, I was a little mm -hmm. more like, how are we gonna replace a guy that plays four positions? But then uh, we we replace a guy that plays four positions by playing better in the individual. Anyways, you're right. Let's go. Right. Um, look, so I, I, I'll just say this. And, and, and again, because if you have an opinion about what it is that we do here, come on, let your boy. Hit it. Right? Hit it in the comments. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, put it, you know. Put it in the comments. Come talk to us. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I personally, I enjoy the back and forth. I enjoy when we get the comments in, even even when Scott drops uh, drops in and, and, and starts bugging out a little bit. Um, It's one of the things that makes this show what it is right so, it makes it fun it does it does look come on in if, if if you feel like we've said something or i personally said something that you don't agree with i'm interested in hearing why it is that you think that i said you know right. what it is that you think is different i'm interested come on give it a shot let's go yeah exactly so now one of the things that i wanted to lead off tonight's show with i mean obviously we had uh, organized uh, organized team activities and salute to you as well there uh jacks so, you know, uh, one of the things that I really wanted to talk about is the fact that OTAs just came and went, okay? They had over 80 people show up for OTAs. The cap is 90, okay? There are a lot of people that were drafted, undrafted free agents, team members that all went to OTAs. Even one C.J. Mosley. Okay, Sorry. so I'm very curious to hear what your thoughts on the OTAs are. We're going to start with Jax, and then I'm going to swing on over to Reaper, and then I will finish it up. Obviously, tonight, you guys know we are flying uh, uh, flying one light. Um, shout out to Harrison Glazer. He is recovering from having a very, very bad night, so we insisted that he take the night off so that way he can rest. Um, so that way he'll be he'll be fresh and ready to go for next week. So, Harrison, we hope you're resting. Maybe you're listening to us in the earbuds and chuckling or whatever. But you, uh, we love you. We miss you. <laughs> and, and and you're gonna get called out on the carpet later for your for your comments. But we're gonna save it for after dark. So 
Anyhow, I, I digress a little tease for the for the show after the show. Jax, the floor is yours. Go for it. You know what? This is a, a, a phenomenal place to start. And we're going to touch upon C.J. Mosley a little later on in the show um, in a little more detail. But um, 80 men at a voluntary kind of uh, situation really kind of speaks to how it is that this organization and where it is that we've been over the course of the past 10, 12, whatever, how many every years it is. I mean, how it is that we have improved mentally, mm -hmm. right? Because all of these guys have to have a different state of mind. And I think that that really speaks to what it is that Robert Sala and what Joe Douglas have put forth and what it is that we can expect going into next season. If you see my name, it says tempered expectations, huh? All right. And, and, and the reason why that is, uh, because when you have people that are all buying in to what's being, you know, kind of fed right now, man, everybody wants to eat. And I mean, I'm saying everybody because 80 guys, the reality is, is that it's going to be extremely difficult to make this team. Think about that. Right. It's going to be extremely difficult to make this. Now, we're talking about, we're talking about the Jets here. Right. <laughs> when have we when have we ever Jack seriously when have we ever been able to say with a coaching staff with a brand new regime with a lot of changes coming on the horizon when is it that we could honestly as jet fans been able to take a look at this team and say holy cow it's going to be really difficult for to for for guys to make the team like our 53 man roster is going to be a solid 53-man roster. It certainly is. And it's going to be solid in a, in a few different positions, um, which which kind of speaks to how it is that I think that we're turning the corner because, obviously, we've talked about, you know, the, the criminally neglected offensive line. We've talked about the lack of depth and, and, and you know, skill position players. We've talked about quite a few different things over the course of these past few years and few seasons. But right now, and again, we're still not done, right? We're, we're still not done adding pieces we're still not done putting quality players in positions of of of, of really historical uh kind of famine here we're, we're still not done but it's still going to be hard to make this roster and I, and I and i'll just i'll speak to this i remember a few years ago we were talking about how mike mccagnon was bringing in guys and we were saying that guys that didn't make our team or that might have you know been able to sneak onto the practice squad were going to be you know uh, bait for other teams to come and snatch him up. And, you know, it didn't play out that way, right? Unfortunately, it just didn't play out that way. Um, at this point in time, I feel much more confident with the fact that the talent that we have is 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 a, a cut above what it is that we've seen. And uh, I'll, I'll just wrap this up pretty quick because I, I, I want to get uh, Jim in on this because that, that his, his opinions obviously are, are uh, some that I, I respect greatly. But the fact of the matter is, is that right now, it's really kind of getting hard for me to maintain tempered expectations just because I really feel so positive about where it is that we are. Now, I don't know, Jim, what, what do you think? Am, am I off base here? Or am I mean, what do you think? No, not at all. And I'll, I'll never apologize to any of these disheartened Jets fans when I'm going to be excited about my team in the off season, because the fact of the matter is, do we get disappointed almost every year? Yeah, yeah. we do. But why the hell do you want to stay in that perpetual misery through the off season as well? Why don't you want to have a little bit of levity in your life? 
we're doing some great things here, boys. We're doing some great things here. I won't ever say that my team will win less than 10 games every single year. I don't care. I don't care if the coach that shall not be named is, is coaching. I'm still saying we are going to win 10 plus games every single year because that's who I am. And I won't apologize for that. The fact of the matter is this year, even with my optimism every year, this year feels different. It feels different to me. And I've said it feels different before, but then, you know, you get closer to the season and then you see some of the OTAs and you see some, <laughs> you know, you, you watch more than the highlight reels and you're like, oh, that's who we are. Okay. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is the New York Jets, according to, I, I can't remember if it was PFF or Bleacher Report, uh, they said that we are the third most improved team in the NFL this year overall. Uh, PF or I'm sorry, Bleacher Report says we have the number one improved wide receiver room this year. Yeah, we have. You can't complain about the depth that we have uh, on our front seven. That's absolutely insane. I've grown on our. I keep forgetting his name. Who was our last pick at 206? 207. Oh, Campbell. No, 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 no. It was it. I don't know. The yeah, defensive, the defensive tackle. Yeah, I thought the draft, was, the last draft. Anyway, the last draft pick we had, the defensive tackle. I'm, I'm blanking on his name, so I apologize. Um, I've grown to be okay with that pick. I've grown to be okay with it. Uh, Tristan Hodge, offensive lineman out of BYU. He was the best center prospect coming out of high school. He was scholarship to Notre Dame but they kept him on the practice squad. So he transferred like, this is a kid to get excited about. That's a kid that's probably going to go and go after the right guard spot out of camp and out of preseason. An undrafted free agent could potentially take the starting right guard role. Yep. Like that's not something that you have that you can, can shake. You, you, you can't cringe at that type of stuff. Our, our defense is probably with how this draft went, our defense is likely the fastest defense in the NFL or one of, yeah, we're definitely close. I have to, I have to give you that. So, so but continue extremely young team too. I mean, yeah, I, what, what we, got three, we got three players over the age of 30. That's it. We have, well, and I think uh, we're the third or fourth youngest team in the league. I think our average was 25.2 or something like that. A lot of these guys, man, young guys. But what I'm saying is, and I get it in the comments every year, and actually Thomas Gutman is is in there like backing me up on this, and I'm loving seeing that, man. Uh, I just where's where's Kalispi? I'm waiting for Kalispi to get in here and nah, he's he, he's uh, he'll he'll, he'll, <laughs> he'll pop in and out. But but the the point is is we are we're building something special, and when you talk about like the defense, like I mentioned. Speed builds pressure, pressure bursts pipes. That's just a simple fact. And that's a universal fact. The faster you go, the more pressure that there that is built. And you know, if you if you combine that speed with just even above average tackling, you don't need that that bull rush linebacker that runs a five five forty. You can have a, a hybrid linebacker slash safety that runs a four five 
who can who can be a sure tackler. Like that's okay. And I love it. I love the depth on both sides of the ball. I love the fact that the media tries to take it away from us every single time. You know, at the first Carl Lawson said it, right? Carl Lawson was like, man, I cannot wait to get on the field with Robert Sala. I can't wait to play for that man. And they were like, hey, high praise coming from Carl Lawson for Robert Sala. And then every player, Justin Hardy started saying it. Corey Davis started saying it. You know, all these guys, Feeney started saying it. Mm. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they, they see the New York Jets organization rallying together. And they see us, like, us building a brotherhood. And they're like, ah, you can't do that. You can't do it. So all of a sudden, the play, we want to run through a brick wall for Robert Sala. All of a sudden, that became a cliche. But training camp, the begin, the day one of phase two, when 80-plus players show up for camp, no longer a cliche. That is objective data at that point. Exactly. And I'm loving it, man. I'm loving it. I'm happy, and I'm going to be I'm gonna be happy for the unhappy Jets fans so that you guys can have a little piece of happiness, too. That's how I feel about it. Amen to that. And it's Jonathan Marshall, excuse me. Marshall, yes. Look, phenomenal points, Jim. But but this this to me is it again. This is why this is one of my safe havens here. We we all come together and we talk about stuff and I, and we we kind of tune out some of the nonsense that goes on outside. Mm-hmm. And, and and the guys in the chat, I mean, whether or not we they agree with us or disagree with us, I still feel like they feel also like this is a safe space to come because more more sure. more often than not, you're going to get rational. Uh, just takes you're not just going to get you know rah rah nonsense and all that. I, I will debate you, I will debate you all day long. And if you're if I feel you're wrong and if I have the data that that it can back me up, I will I will go toe to toe with you, but I will never troll you and I will never just just be a jerk in the comments. I won't be a I won't start. Thank you, thank you. Say it louder for the people in the back. I rock with the trolls. If I if I said it louder, I would start coughing. So, right. I rock so I'm with not going to do that. If you want to show me, if you want to show me, come through. I I, I got time. <laughs> but I just I get like I had I had an instance on Facebook where somebody tried to tell me this is in another group. It's not even a Jets group, but somebody tried to tell me that the AFC East has been the most competitive and toughest division in football for the last twenty years, and I was like, you're out your goddamn mind. Are they talking and, about the Patriots only? Well, that's that was that was this person's only piece of evidence was, hey, six Super Bowls have come through here in 20 years. I'm like, yeah, to one team. I go, but over the past 15 years, when the other three teams in the division are combining for a losing record, that's not a strong division not at all. It just simply isn't. We yeah, will be. We will lazy, be. It's it's a I, lazy take, but I mean, you you can you can, <coughs> you can expect to get takes like that from from people on ESPN that don't necessarily pay sure. attention. They, they only watch a, a five or ten minutes to, to prepare for the show, and that's basically it. So, but but I'm saying we we are on pace to do it, and the Bills are doing good things. The Dolphins are doing good things. Right I'm really surprised that that Belichick spent all that money in free agency, but they're looking good. I want that for our division. I want it to be tough. I kind of feel like that and might be a desperation move on Bill's part. I think Bill kind could of, be. You know, kind of feeling the pressure with Brady uh, doing what it is that he did in Tampa Bay. Oh, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. I, that's why I thought he was going to trade up, but. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. What, do you, what, do you, what are your thoughts on this, CJ? I mean, I know you, you're you're always gracious and humble, sitting back and allowing us to just run off. But uh, rant. Well, yeah. Where, where you at, bro? I mean, what do you think? Well, 
the way that I th- the way that I look at it is like this. I mean, the Jets right now with with the OTAs and everything that uh, that is happening. All right. I mean, just just especially with what's going on with this team with with OTAs, everybody is just you know loving the direction that we're going. Okay. Now I, I see by your title you have tempered expectations. Okay, or like you're you're finding it difficult to maintain those tempered expectations because of the 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 excitement yeah. and, and going. Be, I want to be realistic, but right. I, my, so, my reality is I think we're going to be good. And that that's kind of how I feel. Like I I'm reining in my expectations because with a young team you have growing pains. Okay, with a brand new coaching staff you're going to have hiccups. With a rookie quarterback, there's going to be bumps in the road, okay? So to me, the biggest things that I that I have on my mind is still the offensive line, the cohesion, and the ability for these guys to be able to communicate, to know each other's signals, to know each other's signs, and most of all, be able to feed off of each other's energy to create that giant green wall around Zach Wilson. So our babyface assassin... Yes, I'm actually cornering that. The babyface assassin can go out there and go t- go take care of business. Now, I know I said let's save the nicknames and so on and so forth for when, they, for, uh, yeah. for, for when this kid plays the game. I was the guy who went out there and Let started going after people and so and and, and, and so on and so forth. And you know what? I'm 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 leaving that right on the side for a second. And the reason being, the reason why I'm leaving that on the side is because I want to see how the kid plays in preseason. I want to see, I want to see how he can go through the motions, how he goes through the motions at training camp, how he goes through his progressions. Because in preseason, there isn't four preseason games. Now there's only three. So it's going to be a little bit of an acceleration process. So whereas before... Your starters would maybe only play a series or two in game one. That may change. Normally in preseason game two, your starters are playing a quarter, possibly a half. By week three, your starters are playing well into the third quarter a little bit, anyhow. Okay? And then in week four, they normally sit the starters and a lot of people who start Go. These are bubble guys or fringe guys that are fighting for the very last spots of the 53. Because the coaching staff already has an idea as to what the 53 should look like. Or they have an idea of what it is going to look like, etc, etc, etc. Just the fact that 80 plus players showed up to OTAs. And they were ready to participate. They couldn't wait to get their playbooks. They couldn't wait to talk to their position coaches. They could not wait to get in the building and to get a flavor of what this upcoming season is going to be. To me, that speaks volumes, okay? Because I think the cap is the NFL cap is ninety. I think they can't have more than ninety people at um at, at OTAs. So now, Kevin, I'm also going to agree with you in the fact that I think that it's going to be very difficult for players to make this New York Jets football team because the level of competition and the depth and the guys that are co- that have been drafted 
undrafted free agents, the free agents that have been brought in. Everybody's coming in to this training camp with something to prove. Everyone is coming into this season with something to prove. And that can work in the New York Jets' favor and also can work in Robert Sala's favor. Because if you have people that have, that, that have no skin in the game, what effort are you going to get from them? And that's a very simple answer. Not much, okay? We saw Darrell Revis get paid the second time around, pretty much collect his paycheck, and shut it down. Okay. So that's why the running joke about Darrell Revis in his final season with the New York Jets is, is that, oh yeah, Dar- Darrell Revis was a shutdown corner. He got his paycheck and he shut it down. Yeah. Still because close. on Sundays, he was getting toasted like like freaking American bread. <laughs> okay? Like not he was as, getting not burnt. Not as bad as Trumaine Johnson, but but bad. Right. So, but 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 nevertheless, you know, we still we we still expected things and i know that the re, the the quote unquote realistic jet fans fight with the ones who they 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 get accused of wearing the the green and white goggles or they're drinking the green and white Kool-Aid or whatever your cliche may be all right because you have fans that kind of overestimate the talent on this team they kind of have to talk themselves into liking a particular player or liking a particular position coach or even liking a head coach like we did two years ago with Adam Gase. Okay? So now, this is where we basically have to, we basically get the opportunity now to sit back and actually watch all of the pieces finally come together. Okay? And it, it's fun to watch the fan debates on Facebook, especially when it comes to this guy's going to get cut. This is what our running back room is going to look like. This is what our wide receiver room is going to look like. This is what our offensive line is going to look like. This is what our secondary is going to look like. This is what our linebacking core, etc., 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 etc. Okay? We'll see. But the thing is, is that right now, nobody knows what the Jets 53 is going to look like. Nobody knows what anybody's 53-man roster, except for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, because they pretty much brought everybody back from last year's Super Bowl winning team to play. They added a handful of people. They drafted a couple of people. Okay, so they're maybe going to be a little bit more improved than they were last year because there's going to be a couple more wrinkles they're going to get to throw at everybody. But do we really know what everybody's 53-man roster is going to look like? And the answer to that question is no. Okay, because players get hurt, all the players step in, players get replaced. You know, and one of the biggest things that the New York Jets have been a victim of, and they only have themselves to blame it, the blame for it, is replacing talent instead of adding talent. Okay? You need to you need to add talent to be a successful football team. Okay? Mm-hmm. Not let your best players walk out the door, not trade away your best players because you like somebody's practice squad guy. Not go caveat after to that. Yeah, right. <laughs> huh? I have a caveat to that. Yeah. Okay. 
it, it's you have to keep your best players for the right reasons, not deal them for the wrong reasons. And I've yelled at people for this over and over, especially with Jamison Crowder, is you do not cut a receiver like Jamison Crowder for nothing more than cap space. Now, yeah, $10 million sounds great, but I would prefer to have his 40, 50 catches and, you know, six, 700 yards and eight or nine touchdowns every year. But if there's a way, like if a player like Jamison Crowder, and I've said this, I'm a Jets fan first and I'm a player fan second. So if there is something that in a trade, like say, say for example, we were able to get a, 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 a top-notch center, right? Like, so say, say uh, Lindsley, you know, obviously that's not the case anymore, but just to put a name to it, say we had a chance to get Corey Lindsley, who is arguably a top three center in the NFL, but they wanted, the Chargers wanted um, another, a new slot receiver. If we can trade Jamison Crowder to shore up a place on our offensive line, which desperately needs help, then he serves a purpose for this team. And that's the caveat that I was talking about. I don't, you should not subtract talent or you should not add talent by, by way of subtraction. I totally agree with you, CJ. But if, if a player like uh, Jamison Crowder or anybody can serve a purpose for the Jets to make the whole team better, then I'm, uh, then I'm okay with it. Right, I'm okay with that too. But but here's the here's the here's the thing. When when people start going to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever social media platform they they have, and they start putting stuff out there, we should cut Jamison Crowder. We should cut this player. We should cut that player. And yeah, you guys know where I'm going with this. Okay, a lot of people are already starting to starting with the whole. Let's cut Michael Pirine, or Pirine's getting cut because we drafted Michael Carter. Okay, I'm gonna save all I of that. I'm gonna. This is where it begins. This is where it begins. So I'm gonna save all of that for 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 how I really feel for after dark. There's another tease for you people. Okay, but for the people that are out there saying cut cut X player, cut Y player, cut Z player, you have to replace the player. You also have to replace the production that that player gave you, okay? Jamison Crowder last year was our single most versatile, reliable offensive weapon last year, okay? Was he not? Almost two years now. He's okay. Been so, now, cutting him to save $10 million because you want to go sign Joe Schmo from Cocoa Beach High School... Makes no sense whatsoever. Because then you're going to have to rely on Joe Schmo to come in here, learn this offensive system, and produce the same amount of money, the same amount of numbers, if not more, to actually make the deal worthwhile. Yeah, which I, is why, uh, which is why yeah. Brashad Perryman was an absolute trash bag. Horrible pick. Okay, Horrible but people were like, oh. Perryman could, Perryman could replace Robbie Anderson. Perryman could do this. Perryman could do that. So, yes, Frankie Goglia, shout out to him. Cocoa Beach High School is, in fact, a factory. So is Palm Bay High. Right. Okay, so is Melbourne High down here. So is Bayside Lakes High. 
Shout out to Palm Bay, Melbourne. Shout out to Brevard County, Florida right there. Okay, because we produce some football players down here. And if you don't believe me, go take a look at Marcus May because he graduated from Palm Bay High, I think. Well, well, look what they used to do in college football probably 20, 25 years ago. They had they had a, a special like Super Bowl type or a Senior Bowl type of thing where it was Florida players versus players from everywhere else in the country. Yep. But that 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 Cali Senior Bowl game is is pretty uh, is pretty beast too. Let me let me just speak to that since how uh, you know Long Beach Polytechnic High School. Let me uh, right. California is just give a little shout out. Yeah, there you go. go. <laughs> throw up that love. Throw throw up that love right there. I'll tell you. No, this, I refuse. It, it, I will. I won't throw up any love for California. It, it, it's I hard, refuse. man. It, it's hard. You, you can't. You kind of can't go to Cali and, and and not see ballers, man. It, it's difficult. But look, nope. Florida, Florida, Pennsylvania, Texas, they all get love from me, man. Seriously, just sure. Hot, hot Texas, days. Texas is hardcore football. Yeah. Well, look, Cali. There's a lot of money in California. Anyways, um. Catch out to Sean Steele. Um, love, love the comments going on with us today. Thank you for hanging out. There's guys. Scott. Um, look, first and foremost, guys, um, this 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 roster. I mean, while, while we're we're still look, looking at it as as a work in progress, right? We're, like we're looking at this whole season, the whole you know organizational setup as as a work in progress. Um, I, I, I'm much more confident in the fact that our coaching staff kind of has you know, what it takes to take whatever talent it is that we bring in and, and, and put them in positions to be successful. I know I will, we'll probably touch upon that, Jimmy. We've been talking about this for weeks specifically about how the dynamic between what our coaching staff used to look like and what it is that our coaching staff is looking at right, right now. Yeah. It, it, it is night and day. And, I mean, I, I, again, uh, once we actually uh, – Woody and, and Chris or whoever is responsible for making the change structurally to the front office, once they actually did that – it just seemed like everything fell into place. No, I mean, does that not make sense right now? Like, mm-hmm. you kind of you kind of remove some of the nonsense from, you know, who has more leverage and who's doing what for what and, and why it is that Mike McCagden feels like he needs to pick such and such player or the reason why he's picking such and such players because, you know, the code says we have to have them, so you have to do this, we're on the same. No, no. Um, look, Robert Sala, his staff, they're going to say this is what it is that we're looking for. Joe will get us the groceries, bro. Do it. And, and, right. And, and, I, and I like it, man. And, and, and Joe, not only is Joe, uh, I, and I don't want to call him a bargain shopper because I don't necessarily think that, you know, that, that kind of fits. No, 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 no. McCagnon was value. a bargain shopper. Okay. Yeah, no, Joe actually true. looks for quality. Exactly. Now, I know a lot of people probably, you know, will take a look at last year's free agency class and say, well, what quality did you get there? Well, also, think about it. The guys that he wanted all got signed before he even got an opportunity to reach out to him. Okay, and there were guys this year, big names that he went after, but they ended up signing with other teams. And not because of money, because of situation. I think Joe, the, the players that Joe brought in really only set up what it is that he was doing this season. Right? So, I mean... I, I, I don't want to say we're going to give him a pass for what it is that he did, but I think we actually should recognize that there was a strategy to what it is that he did. You're not you're not giving out these ridiculous contracts to guys who aren't going to be here and who are not going to be part of what it is that we're doing now. I think he was smart in how he is that he did dole out some of those contracts, especially, you know, like the contract to Brian Poole and uh, and uh, um, why am I drawing a blank? Jenkins and all of those guys when, when he gave them those, those kind of, 
what we thought were like, well, these are really team friendly contracts, but um, the, the the players didn't necessarily live up to what it is that we we thought that they would in in those situations, and now they're gone and we're good with it. it you know, the, my, my, I do have a question about Brian Poole in particular because I thought Brian Poole should still be here. The fact that he's not is really telling. Um, I don't think that he will be brought back at this point, but I do still feel like there should be at least one more additional, um, you know, player brought in for, for that defensive backfield in, in, in a veteran, uh, you know, kind of capacity. So, I mean, you know, you I have, actually I have a lot of questions. You have a lot of questions. I actually um, uh, agree with Frank and Goglia, who was who was actually in the comments a little while ago. I, I'm actually trying to find that that comment. Um, so just bear with me. Um, there can be guys from other teams cut that we can pick up, and guys that guys that will get cut because of the new cap, and we'll still have money. This team isn't isn't done building this year. Absolutely. So I want to give a shout out to Lola Litchmore, because you know what, homie lives right here, not too far from me in Central Florida. All right. So shout out to you, my friend. One of these days we gotta link up and get your happy ass on the show. Uh, also, Scott Gillespie. Our 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 super fan, okay. Yeah, let's not cut Crowder because we because without him we wouldn't have won two games. Let's not give the rookie extra playing time because he might not because he might be here more years. Um, also follow up to that because if we save ten million dollars, doesn't mean we, because if we save ten million dollars doesn't mean we have to spend it this year. Why keep veteran talent when we have young players play? Yeah, that makes so much sense. We're gonna win five. We're gonna win five or six games. You're absolutely wrong. I, I absolutely wrong. I agree with you, Jim. I think we're gonna win a lot more than that. But I also think that we're gonna win those games with the young guys playing. I I agree, and I don't. I, I'm not saying I say we can go eleven and six. Me and CJ did a video on this, and CJ was right behind me with ten and seven. Yeah, okay. yeah, they and, were ten and seven. Now, mind you, we did. Our video predict our way too early predictions. Way too early. Okay, mm-hmm. the day that the that the schedule came out. Now, uh, again, it's great to be optimistic, but I'm also realistic because I, yeah, I went ahead and I put a I put a prediction out there, but I'm really gonna be 100 honest with you guys. I really don't give a shit about wins and losses this year. There's two things I give a shit about this year. Okay, and I know Harold's gonna yell at me because I cursed, but too bad. All right. <laughs> One, I want to see 60 minutes of competitive football played every single week. No excuse. None. Zero, zip, nada. Okay? And two, I want to see this team go 500 in our division. I said it. I've been saying it for the past few weeks. People have been telling me, no, we're we're going to be lucky if we win one game. We're probably going to go 0-6. So, or, or, or we'll be lucky if we go two and four. We're gonna get swept by Buffalo. Uh, we're we're gonna get beaten by this team. We're gonna beat by that team or whatever. I don't care. I think right now, for a young team, and if you want to prove that you are a good team, if you want to prove that you are not gonna be that doormat of the NFL anymore then you have to start learning to smack people in the mouth. You have to start learning how to win games. You have to develop that killer instinct. Yep. Okay, and the AFC East is not getting any easier, ladies and gentlemen. It is only getting tougher. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills have improved this offseason. 
The Miami Dolphins have improved this offseason, although I still have questions about Tua Tagovailoa, but I'll save that for another time. The New England Patriots, an $165 million payroll. Although I went on the Live Rounds podcast this past Tuesday, and I said that I really don't believe that the Patriots are going to be as tough as people are going to label them, they are still going to be tough because even for a team on the downslope like they were last season, and for Adam Gase, who was specifically brought here to beat the Patriots, which he failed to do, both of those times, both of those Patriot games were winnable, and both of the times, the Jets crapped the bed. Plain and simple. You could talk about the skill position players, you could talk about the coaching, you could talk about the offense, you could talk about the defense, you could talk about whatever you want to talk about. At the end of the day, in your division, you have to be one of the toughest opponents that your other division rivals have to face. Which means the Bills can't come into MetLife and blow the doors off the Jets by 40. If they're going to get that dub, they got to earn that dub. And you got to make somebody limp. And if that person is Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, both of them, I don't care if it's Sean McDermott. You go over there and somebody pick his happy ass up and powerbomb him on the sidelines. We're going to eat kneecaps like Detroit. No, 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 no. Don't, 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 don't. That's what... Don't. I don't want to hear about Dan Campbell and the PC <laughs> principal, please. Oh, my God. Sorry, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I just kind of blacked out there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jimmy the Reaper Jardine just had a, an, an out-of-body experience, ladies and gentlemen. There, so, <laughs> so, you know, please, please excuse him. Uh, we're still trying to adjust the seizure medication. Look, so, you know, look, it's going to be a little reason, bit. The reason being is I'm looking out my window... And I have I have a purebred GK Pitbull that's a Genghis Khan is the bloodline. And my roommate's dog is a mixed breed. She's a lab and a and a great Dane cross, and she's in heat. So I keep having to go and like snag my dog because that's an expensive breed. So. <laughs> that's a that's a monster puppy though. Right. So you know, nevertheless, getting getting back to my point, what I want is I want the Jets to be competitive. Okay, like one of the thing, one of the running jokes about Cleveland before they made the playoffs this year, which was what Cleveland was an easy W, right? Same thing they say about Detroit. Same thing they say about all the bottom feeders. Okay, including the Jets, ladies and gentlemen. Let's not forget about that because the Jets have sucked for the past decade plus. Okay. If we are going to stop being the bottom feeders, if we are going to stop being the doormats of the NFL, you have to beat somebody that you don't expect to beat. I'm sorry. So for me, the goal this season, in my eyes, I don't care about wins and losses. I care about go 500 in your division. Go 500 in your division. Week two... Against the Patriots, you have a practically brand new team that is taking the field that has to learn the Patriot way. Now I know Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels are going to be on the sidelines. They're still coaching that team. 
Matt Patricia has returned as defensive coordinator. They're getting the majority of their defensive pieces back. So, yes, we expect them to be tough. But we also see that it also takes teams a little bit to get going in the first quarter of the season. I want to. I want to just throw this in because, as usual, you're, you're making great points. But the fact is, if we can go 500 within this division, there is no way possible that we won't win 10 games this season, right? And and and, and I say that specifically because you know the, the whole narrative around the New York Jets is that we're you know the low hanging fruit. You know you can crack jokes, you can do whatever it is that you want because we're not good. But if we're good enough to go 500 in this division, you're talking about beating some of the better teams. League-wide, right. right? League-wide, you're talking about being right. other teams. And that puts us in different positions to, to beat, you know, beat, you know, teams that, that, that would might struggle against the Bills or might struggle against Miami. You know, that, that we'll, we'll beat the, the, the Raiders and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll beat, you know, whoever else it is that, that we've got late in the season. And, and I think that that's going to speak well specifically for how confident we can be about this team going forward over the course of the next couple of seasons, because we are going to have a young foundation. We are going to have a, 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 a coaching staff that actually is, is, is looking to think outside of the box and taking what we have as far as, uh, is just more talented um, playmakers in, in positions and, and making it so that we can consistently be, you know, problematic for teams. You, you, yep. You're not going to come in and say, you know, you're just going to beat the Jets. You're, you, you're not going to say that the Jets are coming to your house and you're going to have an easy game. If you don't bring right. your A game, you're going to get your ass kicked. Thank and you. That's and the expectation for us right now. Right. That's, that's the exactly point. What that's, that's, that's the point that I'm looking for. I want to read Scott Gillespie's uh, uh, comment on the air real, real quick. You can tell me I'm wrong all you want, but answer me this. Mm-hmm. Who's been right more often the last decade? Yeah, okay, do I hear the Kool-Aid man running behind you? <laughs> but live in your dream world. I hope we get better tomorrow than today. That's all. Get the momentum going forward. That's exactly what we're saying, Scott. You basically just proved our point for us. I'm okay? not. Because, you know what? I'm, we saying, play, I'm uh, saying Scott We play the Patriots. We, Sorry. <laughs> we, we, we play the Patriots twice every season. We play the Dolphins twice every season. We play the Bills twice every season, okay? If you can't beat or at least be competitive or threaten the teams in your own division, then how on God's green earth are you going to go up against teams like the Saints, teams like the 49ers, teams like the Ravens, teams like the Steelers? You want me to keep going on? Is this rocket science? You gotta have a goal. Yeah, I, I got a, I got a lot of guff when I said that, uh, and, and and just kind of feel me on this one because I, everybody's talking about Zach Wilson and is he going to be the franchise quarterback or what have you, and, and and the question I think that was posed was if Zach Wilson doesn't win a Super Bowl, is that a failure? Is is, is would would you kind of consider him a bust? And I think bust is a difficult word. I wouldn't call him a bust, but if he doesn't no. win a if he doesn't win a Super Bowl here. That's obviously disappointing, right? We, 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 we've done so much, not only just to, to, to turn, turn the tides of the organization, but a lot of this that, we, that has been done has been done specifically with Zach Wilson in mind, right? So if, 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 if he turns out to not be the guy that can take all of this talent that's being amassed for him and he can't get us over the hump, 
Is he a bust? I wouldn't say he was a bust. Would he be a disappointment? Yes, I would have to think that he would. Super Bowl is the goal. You don't go into the season and say, you know what, we want to win five games. That's not how it is that any team Mm -mm. thinks. And every team, and I'll just be honest with you, any player, coach, you know, uh, damn, any, any, you know, any medical staff will tell you that the goal is to win the ring, the Lombardi trophy, period, point blank, the end. Mm-hmm. If you don't make it, it's a disappointing year. And I'm not saying that that means that you had a, had a crap year and your team sucks. I'm just saying that you kind of consider it as a failure. The goal. Right. You're disappointed because you didn't meet the expectations that was period, set period. at the beginning now, I, of the season by, hard, by the franchise. Right? Everybody knows it's hard to win a Super Bowl. Everyone knows that, but that's kind of the point, right? It's yeah. not supposed to be easy. That doesn't change the goal. That 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 mean that Herman that Herman Edwards mean just keeps running. You play to win the game every single game, every mm-hmm. single Sunday, every single Thursday, every single whatever whatever. You play to win the game, and yeah. is, if if we don't win the championship, it is going to be disappointing. It is even for us, who 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 are perennially. I mean, we haven't even been able to say that we can look at a playoff scenario and 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 say, oh my, that that could be us. We haven't been there. With all of the changes and everything that's going on right now, I have to imagine that there are guys that are in this locker room that are saying, hey, hey, man, why not us? Why not now? Let's go get it. Period. And I'd like to clarify some things as well. I say 11 wins this year. That's not saying 11 wins playoff or bust. I'm not saying that. If we came out and won seven plus, I'd be happy. That shows progress. But this team is capable of more. And it's not its not a sense of living in a fantasy world for me. It's I look at what we have over what we've had, and we are capable of more. If you can say that the New York Jets with this coaching staff, we talked about this last week. Yeah, I know where Jimmy's going with this. If you can say that with this coaching staff, last year's roster could have won six games, I'm saying this new roster with this new coaching staff can win 10 plus. Better suited to win, absolutely. I'm just, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying if it doesn't happen, then I'm throwing my hat away or anything like that. I'm telling you that we're capable of doing it. Could this be a point, right? Could could this be a point, though? The the reality is, is that um, what, what, what we're looking at is if our if all of all of our draft picks would literally have to be immediate busts for us not to be able to achieve some of the goals that we see mm-hmm. as being possible. They would all have to suck, like literally yeah. out the gate every every last. Yeah, one either suck or suffer seri- like like the yeah, Jets like have like season, the red season like ending like season-ending injuries. injuries. Right. Okay. And, and, and or or God, God forbid. And and I'm sorry I got to bring it up because of the, the the times that we live in now. God forbid that you have a rash of five five or six players, key positional players that test positive for COVID. That that, that is right. That is a still still a possibility unless right. You know the, the, the teams are mandating vaccines, and even then, um, if if I remember correctly, not to get all political about this, but if I remember correctly, it is possible for you to still uh, get it. You know, even after right, even after you're vaccinated, yeah. Yeah, so but they're not mandating vaccines. Yeah, in fact, I, Buffalo's general manager said that he would cut a non-vaccinated player over a vaccinated player. It's ridiculous. Makes sense. I mean, look, it, it's it's for the protection of the team. 
Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm not, we're not going to... But, argue, but, but like, again, no, I don't yeah. want to turn this into a COVID show. The only reason right. I'm bringing it up is because it it's something sense. that has to be said. And unfortunately, that card, that card is on the table. So, so it, it does have to be said. But no, let's talk. Let's sure. talk. Let's talk about this because the reality is, is that now, um, because of how far we've come from where it is that we were last season with COVID, we're actually going to have fans in the stadiums. Right? Yep. Think, yeah. think, think about how that changes the psychological profile of the guys that are on the field, right? They're actually fans now. There's actually people yelling names now. There's people, you know, cussing and fighting, you know, in, in, in the nosebleeds, you know, throwing beer bottles at each other or whatever because, you know, we've been talking junk to the, to the opposing team's uh, fans. And, uh, you know, now we're at it. Look, I'm excited about that. You know, I've already told you I'm going to Carolina. Well, I'm going to Carolina, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to be jetted down. I'm, I, I might just wear my Jets PJs. With my jet socks and some jet slippers, and you know I got a jet. I actually might have to go now. (laughs) Look, and and the the tickets are fairly cheap, CJ. You might want to jump on now if you really do want to go. But um, me and my cousin are going to go. He's also been a lifelong Jets fan. One of the first, one of the first people I ever knew outside of myself and and uh, you know my uncles that were. Um, So this is going to be dope. But having fans, that's also going to add a level, I think, to this team. That's that you know. Look, I know a lot of other teams are going to have the same thing coming back. I just really feel like this team in particular, especially the, the young talent that we have here, and, and it, 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 it speaks to having 80 guys in, you know, in, in, in the OTAs. These, these guys are hungry, man. These guys are hungry, and I've been saying it again. It's another unfortunate side effect of hunger. These guys are ready to eat. These guys yeah, are exactly. Ready to eat. I mean, we, look, when have we ever seriously had players or had a group of players that were so excited to actually be playing for the New York Jets and cannot wait to go out there and to put their best foot forward for the Jet fans. Look, players talk. College players talk too. They all they all know about the fan bases, what's, what cities suck, what cities are great, what cities have great fans, what cities have crappy fans, and so on. And unfortunately, we kind of straddle the line between great fans and crappy fans. Okay, just like Philly does, just like I'm sure that there are a couple other places that, that could, probably, could probably say the same thing too. But look, as a fan, sit back and enjoy the offseason. That's it. Just sit back and enjoy the offseason. Enjoy the building. Watch it being built. And then enjoy the product on the field. Because like I said, this upcoming season, I don't care about wins and losses. I don't care what the Jets' record is at the end of 17 games. As long as every single game, the New York Jets are in. And I'm not just talking about, oh, well, they were only down 3 nothing in the third in the first quarter. And then, you know... Uh, uh, whatever, let's pick a random team. The Falcons hung 24 on the Jets' defense before halftime and then hung another 31 in the third quarter. It was like the Jets didn't even bother to come out of the locker room. Okay, those are games I don't want to watch. Every I don't... Year. Right. <laughs> and, and last year, that's every single game we watched, that's exactly what we were all... That's exactly what we witnessed. We watch a team quit on this head coach. We watch players go out there and just dog it. We had rookies out there who went out there and played their played their asses off. 
for a coach who not only didn't reward them with more playing time, but also cut their playing time. We had both an offensive and defensive coordinator that hated one another and didn't want to work with one another to begin with. All of that's gone. All of it. All of it's gone. We actually have a head coach now that people want to play for. I mean, when you have as many people like we talked about show up for OTAs like they did, that says something. That says that the New York Jets this upcoming season may be ready to turn the corner. Now, it says the narrative is gone. The narrative is gone. The media narrative of the New York Jets being just a laughingstock. That's gone. The players don't believe it. The coaching staffs across the league don't believe it. The front offices across the leagues don't believe it. That's a media BS narrative, and it's cracking and crumbling as we speak. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to finish off my point with this, and then obviously it's going to be time for, for uh, uh, Jackson's solo segment in the spotlight in just a moment. Okay? The only way that the Jets are going to stop being a punchline is to go out and to win games and to be competitive. You don't stop being a punchline because you go you go out and you hold a press conference and you say, we don't like the way that the media is portraying our franchise. Or we don't like the way that the that, that, that fans on social media appro- uh, approach us or comment about us. Okay? When you win, that's when all that garbage goes away. But you have to win. You got to go out there. You got to be competitive week in and week out, and you can't embarrass yourselves like you did last year. Because if you do, then guess what? Then when they say, "Oh, the Big Apple Circus is back in Florida Park," here we go. Come on, man. you can't say squat. You know why? Because your franchise is not doing enough to change the narrative. You're not going out there and winning games. Now, if they want to call your team a circus and you're 6-0, and then that's their problem because they're, not, they're actually not paying attention to what's going out on the field. But if you're 0-6, you can bet the big, top circle, the, the big top circus tents, they're going to start. That's how the New York media plays. That's how they make their money. That's how they get their clicks. You want to shut them up? Go win games. Period. And stop clicking. All right. Now, it's time. It's time for Mr. Kevin Jackson's Emmy Award winning, not winning, Emmy Award nominated solo segment. In the spotlight with Kevin Jackson. Jackson. So, Jax, who we got in the spotlight this week? I'm really excited about when I do win. Give Halle Berry, give me a little kiss on the cheek. You know what I'm saying during during the during the broadcast. Look, dude, um, she's gonna be reading the card when you get the end. I'll tell you right now, I'm, I'm gonna be doing a backflip all the way down the aisle and uh, yeah, like thank my mom and God and Robert Sala. Um, look. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the spotlight, and I'm gonna I mean, be honest, guys, uh, family, I, I went back and forth on this one because. Um, I I was thinking that C.J. Mosley was going to be it because of the questions that we have in our linebacking core, and then I kind of settled on on somebody that I think that that it, it, it might draw some you know uh, some some questions. But in the spotlight this week, Chris Herndon. All right, 
Now okay. feel me, feel me on this because you know, you guys know I'm a Chris Herndon guy. I've always have been. Even when he was down, I said when he came back, he was going to be the X factor. You know, Sam Darnold's whole you know upward trajectory was going to be based on you know how well Chris Herndon does and how everybody else, even the wide receivers and running backs, are going to be opened up by what it is that Chris Herndon does going across the middle, knowing that now we're going to have a different offensive scheme, knowing what that offense looked like when you got guys like George Kittle blowing the doors off of people and really kind of having this really ridiculously prolific, uh, you know what I'm saying, kind of offensive presence. Chris Herndon, to me, is now, again, a guy that you kind of need to pay attention to, right? Um, it's going to be a dynamic offense. We know that. We expect that. We expect the wide receivers are going to look good. We expect they're going to be schemed open. We're expecting the running backs are going to have a really integral part of what it is that we do, especially with the outside outside zone and and and, and the specific running and and uh, you know at, uh, or the emphasis on running. Excuse me, um, just to clarify that this offense is going to have, and that's where I think Chris Herndon kind of sneaks in, right? Um, Knowing that, you know, over the course of the, the, the past three games last season, two touchdowns, you know, kind of looked like he was regaining form after, you know, having so many difficulties with dropped and, 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 and mental lapses and all of that. And I kind of chalk that up to how much time that he missed after the suspension and the injuries and all of that going um, from 2019. So my expectation is right now, they announce Robert Sala gets hired. They announced that LaFleur is going to bring in the Shanahan system. And every tight end that's on this on this team is thinking, George Kittle balled out. That could be me, right? That could be me. Um, and Chris Herndon, who I'm not saying is George Kittle, please don't. You know, if you guys want to, you know, come at me, let, let, don't come at me. I was going to rip you apart. Yeah, no, I'm not. Saying, <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that Chris Herndon is George Kittle, not not by a stretch, because Kittle's actually done it. Uh the only thing missing Her- is Her- my popcorn. Her- <laughs> yeah, no, no, Herndon, Herndon hasn't done it yet. I, I, look, I'm just going to say this. We've seen Chris Herndon be highly functional in an Adam Gase offense. To an extent. We did? It, it, I mean, to an extent. I mean, look, if you really think about it. it, it, it if After he got over the yips. If, if, yeah, exactly. If, if I'll give you that. Two, two After he got over the, the yips. Three games, that's functional. All right. No, who, who, uh-huh. else is, who, who else scored two touchdowns over the course of three games? The quarterback didn't even throw that many. Let's just keep this in perspective right now, right? You're welcome, <laughs> Carolina. <laughs> right? Look, don't, don't, yeah, look. And, yeah. So that's for all you Sam Donald fanboys that right? are still clinging on to his jock, still thinking on, that he's going to throw, he's going to throw, going to throw for 400 against our defense. I've we'll talk about that. My, I've already thrown away my Darnold jersey. No, it's gone. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you right now. Our, our front four is going to be against Darnold. He's going to have a hard time. There's, there's no doubt about that. But 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 let 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 let's say this again, because now what it is that we have is 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 Zach Wilson, and at my my commentary of a couple of seasons now in a row is about how Sam Darnold never had weapons, right? CJ loves to say it, two slingshots in a, in, a, in a twenty-two, right? No no no, that was your line. <laughs> yeah, well, it, was, it was it was it was my line because I felt. Again, like we just didn't give him enough to work with. Mm-hmm. He that, wanted a bazooka. That, he wanted that, a tank. Instead, we gave that, him two. So <laughs> we gave him a twenty-two and a couple of slingshots. Exactly, and and and, and not even rock. We gave him dirt rocks too. Not even not even hard rocks. <laughs> gave him dirt rocks. So so this is what it is that we're looking at. Zach Wilson is not going to have that problem. Okay, at right. all. Now, obviously, we're expecting he's going to have some growing pains or what have you. And and as a as a young quarterback. Who ends up kind of getting some of those looks when 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 the quarterback gets in trouble, right? The tight end. 
The running backs get checked downs, tight ends get, you know, wide open, you know, uh, uh, in the scene. It's going to be exciting to watch. And I'm just going to say this. While I'm not saying, you know, Chris Herndon all pro or, or anything like that, I'm just saying that I think Chris Herndon is going to have an impact that a lot of folks maybe didn't, maybe thought was possible but didn't expect. So the reason why he's in the spotlight right now is because we're so damn far away from any training camp or anything like that. I'm just kind of thinking outside the box and trying to figure out where it is that we're going to end up going. And I really like Chris Herndon's chances. I've never, never, ever have I uh, kind of fallen away from believing that Chris Herndon has the ability to be a, a, a really high high quality uh, tight end. And I'm going to say, if, if, if we can get similar production to what it is that we got from, from Kittles in this offense – I do believe that Chris Herndon can actually be a top 10 tight end in this league. Um, I think he has the ability to do it. We'll see how they how they run the offense and if the offense eventually goes through him at some point in time. But, uh, yeah, Chris Herndon's in the spotlight this week, guys. I mean, like it or not, I really kind of feel like this kid has has what it takes to be it. Hopefully he can regain some of that form that we saw, not only at the rookie in his rookie year, but also towards the end of last season. How far off do you guys think I am? I mean, what do you guys think? Talk to me. Jim, what, what do you say? You're a little bit off. A little bit? A little bit off. Uh, I think Herndon is a good complimentary piece at the tight end position. I think he is a substandard blocker. Um, good hands. He When he wants to have good hands, I think he needs to take his position and his career more seriously. I didn't I didn't feel any sort of urgency from him over the last couple of years, even when he had his good year back then. Uh, 2018, then going into 2019, I just felt like he, he didn't project to me that he wanted it. Enough. Um, so do we? Do I? I would tend to agree. However, um, if I'm fighting for my NFL life, I'm not gonna let that stand in my way. Especially a piece of crap like him. I'm not gonna let that man stand in my way. Up. And uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, can you hear good. me? So anyway, um, I, I, I'm going to keep mine a little bit short because we're kind of coming up against it for this particular show. But I, I'll just say that, yes, we need Herndon to to step up and be what Kevin Jackson is saying he, he should be. Um, I don't see it. I don't see it. I see him as uh, kind of a secondary complimentary piece. But unfortunately, I don't see Herndon being skilled at the things we need him to do in this new offense. So I'm just going to keep my comments short and sweet on Herndon. I think that he 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 needs to step up. He he needs to step up. He needs to get a hold of this offense. He needs to he needs to hold on to the Dan ball or he's getting cut. Because you know what, he's got a lot of competition behind him. And Robert Sala, I, I can already tell you, he he has a lot of energy, but probably has zero patience. So you know what, he needs to he needs to catch the Dan ball. He can't get the yips. We can't get the, the injury because you know what? Uh, otherwise, his ass is going to be on a curb in MetLife Stadium hitchhiking to, you know, the, the soup kitchen to go get a meal and a shower <laughs> until he gets his next NFL gig someplace else. End I love this. Look, I'm going to keep this real. This is this is one of my favorite parts of, of doing the show because the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, um, we're not always going to agree. But, but I'll say this. Chris Herndon and, 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 and Yaboa, that's going to be a ridiculous two-headed monster when we start to go kind of – when we start to go 12 and, and, and 13 lines. So, look, let me yep. tell you right now. 
Look, and, and I mean, you guys, we we what we saw out of Chris Herndon, I don't think is indicative of what he is capable. I'll just put it that way. And again, I'm not predicting that the kid's going to be, you know, like I said, I'm not predicting the All Pro, but uh, I'm telling you right now, he's going to be a problem if he. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to read this comment on the air, and then we're pretty much going to wrap it's it up. It's Khaleesi's comment, isn't it? CJ? Of course. Guys, hey, here's a concept. Why don't you guys be objective instead of blowing smoke up everyone's butt? Look at the team today. And not what it might be. When I heard someone say 11 wins, you're not being honest to your fans. Be yes, truthful, I am. Be truthful and not and not an ass-kissing fan. By the way, you have something wow. on your nose that needs to be wiped off. Wow. So, wow, shots fired. Guys, so, shots fired. Like, I, like I'm, I, come on I the show. So. I, feel, I, feel like I feel hit right now. Like, anyways, anyway, so, we'll put it this way. We'll put it, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say this to Scott. Opinions and, and what do they call them? Opinions and a-holes, right? <laughs> wow. All right. Shots fired back. So you know what? Scott, if you don't want to come on Weapons Hot, come on my channel, Jets by Jimmy. Let's have let's have an R Stories episode with you and me, brother. Oh, we will have there a we conversation. go. All right. All right. So so the invite the invite's been uh, been put out there. So that's going to do it for tonight's episode of Weapons Hot a New York Jets fan broadcast here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You can follow us on Twitter at CNC Jets Factor. You can follow me at JetsFan0523. My partner's in crime, okay? The man to my, to, to my right on my screen, your left, Mr. Kevin Jackson at Spotty Blackman. And then, of course, we have Jimmy the Reaper Jardine at Jets by Jimmy. Also, don't forget to go to our YouTube channel. As soon as we finish up here and we wrap it up, we will be going live to our YouTube channel. So, be sure to go. Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. Every time we go live on, on Weapons Hot After Dark, you will get a notification. Also, go to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Like their Facebook page. Download the app. That's how you can consume Weapons Hot on a daily basis. We got a lot of great shows. Not just, not just Weapons Hot. If you're a fan of wrestling, we've got wrestling shows. We've got the Fantasy Millionaires. Um, we got Belly Up Sports. We got uh, 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 Second Half Jazz. We got a whole bunch of people, including the sports hit list. Matter yeah. of fact, we are going to be following it up and ending our show so the wise guys can take over. So with that, for Mr. Kevin Spotty Blackman Jackson and Jimmy the Reaper Jardine, this is your host, CJ the Painkiller D. Simone, signing off. We will see you guys when we see you guys. Peace, love, go Jets, and we're going to leave you with the best chant in the National Football League. Come to the party. All right, guys, Weapons Hot After Dark. Wise Guys is coming up next. Weapons Hot After Dark on YouTube.com. Don't forget to check it out. Peace, love, go Jets. Give it up for the Wise Guys on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network.